Hey guys, welcome back. This is Quartz of Heat, QuartzHeat.com, and today we're going to be talking about tons of stuff that's happening in the NBA world, as this is just nuts. We have teams about to complete sweeps, potentially Lakers looking very dominant, and different teams looking at different scenarios, and that could really imp- um, impact my brackets, your brackets, or just anyone's predictions at all. Especially if you're putting money on these games. Because these are going either way and it's awesome. Real quick. If no one watched the Knicks game last night. I made the mistake of turning the game off at halftime. Because A. I I had to do something. And B. uh, They were losing by 13. Long story short. The Knicks came back. And surprisingly. They won. Like legit, I'm looking at the final. I'm looking at the final uh, scores right now. They won by nine, 101 to 92 against the Hawks, and they rallied much in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter behind Joyce Randall and whatnot. And I thought that was a great showing. It was a great showing for Joyce Randall being named the most improved player. Ryan, this was something. It goes beyond that because in the first half, not really saying you can tell second quarter wasn't with it. Hawks were draining freeze left and right. It was looking huge for the Hawks. And they could have taken a 2 nothing run at this. But however, we are now looking at a 1-1 series tied. Tied at 1. And so that now leads us into the next thing. So instead of looking at a Hawks going back to line 2-0, we're looking at Atlanta going 1-1 one one, or 1 apiece. But real quick, before we get into any more news, I want to bring up real quick. With so much that's happening, news is flying by so fast and not being broken down enough or just not being explained to the point where it doesn't even make sense. Happens to me all the time. Like I read something, then boom, I forget next because you really can't explain it. It's not very explained well. But here's the thing I want to offer to you guys today. For $3 a month, we're running this exclusive membership. It's called Elite Membership. And you will be, it will it'll be very exclusive. You guys get four exclusive articles per month, four personalized coupons, and two exclusive uh, newsletters that no one else is sampling, no one else is getting. This is private towards you, and the coupons is ta- tailored to what you like. Plus, here's the great part. We give it. We give week by week breakdown analysis of teams, players, but you never forget anything. The facts are there. The statistics are there. It's just full on basketball and really cool stuff. Our membership has been going like fire. Many people are excited. Many people are becoming NBA insiders, and that's just not a cool, catchy name to be tagged with. No, this is legit as you're getting stuff that none of the ESPN experts are talking about, the Bleacher Report experts, not even the NBA analysis, uh, analysis they're talking about. No, this is original, in-depth um, descriptions of everything, in-depth looks of everything, from new time to past everything. And it's really cool because even, and you guys don't have to do much, We'll send you emails when this is stuff is published. All you got to do is just click. Because here's the thing. Who wants to know when their um, 
news articles published, when your articles post, go get uh, go get read. When we could just email it to you, ease of access, no passwords, right there for you, and it's really cool. So all of that will be down there in the description below. Whether you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, um, Daily Motion, Rumble, or any of our social media or streaming platforms. Because all you got to do is scroll down, whether you got open tab or not, just look at the description. We'll have both the links there. One, to go look at the membership, or if you don't want to look at it, you could just go right to a form, and you'll be set. The form's really easy. It takes about three minutes. Legit, everything ends in three minutes now. Three minutes seems like the new quick speed. And real quick, so now, moving on past that now, um, I'll talk about so all of our social media stuff at the end of this episode because I wanted to get to all the key points. This is not going to be a huge, like, long episode. No, no, no. This is just going to be a quick, short video that just pretty much breaks down everything last night, what I saw, and basically what's going to be happening today, tomorrow, and potentially Sunday. So, uh, real quick, first of all, if you're in New York and... You want to go ca- uh, catch a Knicks game? Well, the Knicks have put out a statement, announced to their audience and whatnot, that if they make it to the second round, which is looking very promising, just with how everything's going, series tied at a piece, right? Um, they're offering that all the second round will be dedicated for like, buying tickets, why not, to vaccinated fans. So if you're a vaccinated fan, a uh, vaccinated person in New York, you can go to your own exclusive Knicks game. So the Knicks will try to make it limit all the tickets and everything to vaccinated fans only. And that's like and that means you have won't have to wear a mask, no social distance. It's like pretty much going back to pre-COVID time. So I thought that was pretty cool in sense where you won't have to wear a little mask, even though that are really for the non-vaccinated people, but it's New York, so you're probably getting the vaccine. But yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And I really saw it was cool how the Knicks were pretty confident themselves that they would be making it to the second round. Plus, I guess there's more benefits. So moving on from that. Oh boy. So I'm going to start with the more devastating news. I guess this is the news that would make the most sense to start with. Because from last night and listening to parts of the game and just seeing the scores and whatnot... And just hearing what everybody else had to say about the game and looking at the breakdowns, things like that. I had time to sleep on this and really think about this. Lakers against the Suns. If you if you have not noticed yet, the Suns are now losing 2-1. to one. Um, And what I predicted, what I said what was going to happen on my original video that I made across YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, and all of these other platforms... Was the Suns are one no, and that's great. But this is where the Lakers thrive the most, thrive the best at. Why? Because last year, just going back in recent memory, we saw them down zero and one. They were not, they did not win the first game, but then they then they won the next four. We saw that with Houston, and we saw that with Portland. This is having the same fate. This is having the same fate with Phoenix. And Phoenix has not been playing well due to Chris Paul being out. Can't control that. An injury happened in game one. Was able to finish game one. They were able to secure it. 
However, they're now down <laughs> one to two. That great feel-good, wow, we won a playoff moment's gone. LeBron James has not been a huge factor this series. I get it. You can say, go back to game two. Look at the free pointers he was saying. Look at the free uh, fadeaways he was making. That's impacting. But here's the thing. If the Lakers win this series, it's not because of LeBron. He helped, but it was more of Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis said in game one that it was his fault. They was going to get better. He said he wasn't going to leave his room until he got better, which he did in game two, which he exploded for 31, 34 points. Don't quote me on that, but it was somewhere in around the 30-point range. And then in game three, he did the exact same thing, and now was in L.A. The problem is now for the Suns. For the Suns, I'm not going to – before I break down that game, I'm going to say this. If the Suns don't win game four – they are host. Because here's the thing. If the Suns don't win game four, they'll go down three to one. They they won't have a shot. Because even if you say, okay, we're going to go back to Phoenix, our fans could be crazy. 16,000 of us are going to be rallying against the Lakers. That is not going to happen. Do you know how many teams said that last season? Do, do you imagine, the well, when we actually had fans or... Yeah, when we actually had fans, do you know how many teams said that? It just it just doesn't work. The Lakers, with or without fans, have shown a way to win. Whether that is to find their opponent's weaknesses and use that against them, which they have. And the biggest common threat now that we've seen in Game 2 and Game 3 was, let's just put Devin Booker out of this real quick, was Chris Paul's injury. Was that stinger of an injury? Whether it's a labrum, in, uh, in, uh, labrum issue, a right short contusion, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Chris Paul is not going to be good for this series. He's proven inefficient because of his injury and it's costing the Suns. It's not his fault. Trust me, Chris Paul is not trying to do this. No, everybody wants to win this. But the problem is, Chris Paul built this team this season to have him to a winning record. As crazy as it may sound, and many people are going to disagree with me, but that's okay. But Chris Paul and Monty Williams, mainly Chris Paul, has taken his team to the playoffs. And now without him, it has completely altered the world, altered the minds of the Suns. It just has. Their competitive competitiveness, their aggression, they're attacking to the rim, their play style, their skills have went down, whether on offense or defense. It just, it's been proven that way. It's affected Devin Booker mainly. DeAndre Aiden really gave the Suns a chance last night. Um, he went off for impressive numbers. He went off for an impressive game. Not that I'm trying to say Aim was our MVP that game, going off of giving the Suns a chance, but just look at it, especially if you watch the game. Real quick, Devin Booker, these past two games, have been off. Like, what's been going on? You wait five years, five long years, and five years is a long time from uh, 2015, 2016 to now. To make it to the playoffs. And now is like your harder times. And you're telling me now in the playoffs. You can't get anything going after game one. 
I get Chris Paul's out. I get your point guards out. I get your main man's out. I get it. You are trying to regain confidence. Try to regain the spirits of saying, hey, we don't have Chris Paul, but we can still win. And I know you're going against the Lakers, which have many, many good players on it. Talented players. Superstars of players. And we know who the superstars are. And those have been the two that have been killing you, torching you in the playoffs. And they have a known history of doing that now. But you can't be going for 6 of 19 in a game. You can't. That was game three. A critical game. Because you need to win one in L.A. You have to. And they didn't do it in the first game. So now, you won the first game. You need to win game four. Because at least... Okay, even if you lose the series, I'm okay with that. But at least if you win game one and game four... At least you said, hey, we prolonged it, we fought as hard as we could, we battled, we called, we scratched, we tried our very best, and we've shown great improvement with or without Chris Paul. And I, and that would mean so much because you don't want to be the team like last season, and this was like with the uh, Rockets and Trailblazers of recent memory, right? Who won the first game, got, but got blown out the next four. And I predicted this was going to happen where they are going to lose the next two games. And they are going to fear for the worst. But what's happening? So now they need to go to Sunday at 12.30 p.m. at the Lake Show at Los Angeles in their home court with screaming fans ready to see a beatdown, ready to see the Suns lose and go down 3-1. Right and have the Lakers secure the first round victory. That's what they're expecting. That's what they're promised to see. And the Suns need to do something about it because then you have this greater issue. Let's say you can't make it past the first round. We have an issue. We need to find someone like Chris Paul. Because here's the problem. Chris Paul may or may not re-sign with the Phoenix Suns. And I talked about this in... My first exclusive article, uh, three, two weeks ago, either, excuse me, two or three weeks ago, can't remember, but I was breaking down the, uh, I was breaking down the Phoenix Suns, and what, why they're striving for more, why they're more than the NBA Finals, why they're more than the playoffs in the first round, and this was before the playoffs, before the injury set in, here's the problem, here's, here's where we're at. Chris Paul may or may not resign with us. This, for all, here's the thing: he's getting older, and for whatever reason, injuries are killing him. Anytime, it seems like since his time with the Clippers, he just can't stay healthy, and it's costing his teams. Whether it be the Clippers, Rockets, uh, or now with the Phoenix Suns, it's just that way. It's just that way, and we have a problem. Because if you're telling me Devin Booker can't perform well because he got he grew accustomed to Chris Paul, or let's just say you had a different point guard, then we have a problem. Because let's say Chris Paul is not going to resign. Let's say Chris Paul changed his mind. He's like, Phoenix, I'm kind of done with you. I want to go on to something else where he's like, well, I'll give it another year, but my, my body's giving out. My body's just saying... No more, just time to step away. 
But whatever the outcome is, it doesn't matter. The Suns are proving this season they need Chris Paul or they need a really good point guard. And I'm not saying Ricky Rubio. I'm not saying that Ricky Rubio was the answer to last year or in the NBA bubble. I don't think Ricky Rubio was even that good last season when he was with the Suns. That was Devin Booker's team, and you're telling me now in the playoffs, Devin Booker's losing his grasp, losing his grip on that whole uh, on the whole of the team, and saying you drafted me to be the starter of this uh, franchise, be the franchise player. Now you're coughing, you're choking up a series. Come on, they've waited an entire decade for this moment, for this exact same moment. Five years after you were drafted, and now it's like, yeah, this is where we're at. So, here's the thing: it's not looking good for the. It's not looking good for the Suns. I predict now, like I said in my third bracket of a video I did two days ago, that broke down free brackets. Now I was very generous to the Suns, and this was remember I broke it down before the before the plus start, after game one, after game two. And my one after game two, my third bracket is looking very very good right now because I have the Lakers winning in five, I believe. The Lakers are winning. I don't see the Suns winning another game. I want them to win another game, but Devin Booker has shown his inefficiency post game one. DeAndre Aiden, no one's passing him the ball, and there's a problem. Chris Paul, he's not going to be healthy since that stinger issue or whatever issue you want to call that injury, right? We have a problem. The Lakers are exposing their weaknesses and using it against them. It's just how it's rolling. It's just how they're using it, and there's nothing that they can do, and there's a problem. So... Here we go. I'm just going to say the popular, unpopular vote. Both of which there's going to be uh, agreements and disagreements with. The Lakers are going to win this series 4-1. and one If they continue to smash and dominate and grind and hustle over the Suns. That's it. That's it. I don't care how big of a fan you are with the Phoenix Suns. No, it's not looking good. It's just not. No matter how much optimism you have, and this is not being me, me being negative with the team. Trust me, I'll support the Phoenix Suns. Trust me, I will. I want them to succeed. I don't want the Lakers going into the next round. I didn't want them escaping the playing tournament. But we had to realize it was either going to be the Lakers or the Warriors, and somehow we won game one. With a Chris Paul that was healthy. And I do believe if we had Chris Paul still, we would have won probably game three or game two. Probably not game two, but game three. But here's saying, I'm taking the vote that the Lakers win four to one or four to two. Either way, you're going to prolong your death or it's just going to happen instantly. That's how I'm seeing it. That's how it's rolling. And. Yeah, there's nothing else I can say about it besides that. But we have some issues to address this offseason, off no matter how far you get. And, it does, and you have to look at Chris Paul. Does he want to play with Phoenix Suns one more season? Or does he want to go one more round with any team? Because he is 36 years old. And he's now a brawn where he can go five more years, right? 
Because LeBron, he's 36, but Chris Paul is doing more injuries and he's wearing down some more. But that's where we'll be at with the Phoenix Suns. Sunday's going to be interesting. Sunday's going to be stressful for Phoenix Suns fans because the Lakers fans know. Lake Show knows that even if they lose that game, why do they care? They're still going to go up a game. They're still going to win it. It's just how they roll. And that's not me trying to defend the Lakers or me saying, oh, this is what's going to happen or prove that I want the Lakers to win now. If I'm going to give you my biased take on it, I want the Suns to win the next uh, free. Go 4 and 2. Boom. Leave it. Go into the next round. That's how I want it. That's how I want it, Desperate. That's how I want it. Okay, um, next thing. Uh, uh, since the Knicks-Hawks game is tonight, that's going to be an interesting one. This one's going to be in Atlanta. Atlanta, I'm telling you, those fans are going to be rowdy. Not as bad as the Knicks fans, but New York, New York was loud on those two games. But both sides accomplished something. Everybody can say home court advantage, you need to win a game. They did. Um, defend opposing team on on their opponent's home court, they won. That's a huge advantage. Now, you go back to Trey Young's place, you go back to Atlanta, oh boy, that's going to be interesting. If I'm betting right now, if I'm taking game free, I give it to the Hawks at 4 p.m. today. Why? Here's why. Because you're in Atlanta. You're in Atlanta, Correct. Trey Young's going to be on fire because those passionate fans are going to rain down on the New York Knicks. Um, you're going to have John Collins, Clint Capella, Trey Young, uh, Kevin Herter, and uh, DeAndre, uh, I believe John DeAndre something, but they're big man, apologize, can't remember his name, are just going to lay the smack down on the Knicks. And that's just how it's going to be. That's who I'm predicting to take this game. I really do think that the here's the thing. I want the Hawks to go to next round because they have Nate McMillan as their coach and Trey Young's a really good basketball player. But I also want the Knicks to go because I I like Tom Thibodeau a lot. I like the culture that he's setting. I like the note that he's putting out. The tone of like we're gonna win now. We superseded your expectations and we're just gonna keep on driving through. I like the game plans that he puts through. I also like R.J. Barrett. Um, first season, I wasn't high on him, but now I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to understand more about R.J. Barrett, and I'm really starting to like his playing style. I also like Derrick Rose. I like Julius Randle. I like both sides. So, with this matchup, it's hard for me to say. I like for this to go with Game 7. I like for this to go with Game 6. Throw it all the brackets right now. Those are fan contests right now, cause when I was watching out on the, on the restaurant when uh, I was rooting for the Knicks and Derrick Rose put that in for the game time shot, that beauty of a floater, man, that that was something that I was just going nuts. Then when Trey Young came back, got around, got around the guard, came past the yard, came past the wing, cut in, put in a floater, no one around him. Uh, as soon as I go on a point, few seconds remaining, boom, boom, boom. Fans are going crazy. I couldn't believe it. My heart sank, and that's just the path. That's the feeling I want to get after every single game. Because that means that 
you were actually rooting for a team that you enjoyed. The outcome was amazing. Game winners were in. Two good players were up against each other. And Trey Young sealed it after the fans were putting um, uh, some uh, interesting chants to his name. But, yeah, so there's a lot of riding on this one. I'm still going to lead on my brackets with those ones. But fun contest. Not so fun contest coming up. Coming up. Fox Heat. The Heat are a bunch of losers, I tell you. You're telling me? You're telling me they can't win a game against the Box? Ooh, Jimmy Buckets. Every time you see his face near that game, near the end of each game, it's a sad, sad place to live in right now. If you're in Miami and you don't have much things going and you're counting on the Heat to win at least one game and say you didn't get swept, but even if you lose 4-1, to one, you're still going to get swept because it's had that poor feeling of even if you prolong your death, right? But the Heat have not looked good. Tyree Euro's not looked good. Bam on Bob not looked good. Uh, Jimmy Buckets have not looked good. No one's looked good. Gore, uh... Dragic, Goran Dragic didn't look good. And I'm not saying about stats. I can care less about stats. Because at the end of the day, when you're getting all of this stuff, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Can I tell you why? Because each game besides game one, game one was their best showing, even though they lost. Because Jimmy Buck is playing the game time shot. But then Chris Middleton ended it. He snapped his finger. He's like, no, we're doing it my way. Giannis said we're doing it my way. Drew Holiday said we're doing it my way. Um, DiVincenzo said we're doing it my way. Real quick, talk about Dante DiVincenzo, if that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he's out for the remainder of the playoffs. And he was a, he was a good part to that offense, to that rhythm, to that trans, uh, transition passing, to spacing the court. To hitting good key shots when needed, to catching fire, to motivating the game, motivating the players. DiVincenzo is out with a foot injury. I think he tore a ligament in his foot. I, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly, but I know he tore something in his foot. He's out for a man plus. Does that hurt the confidence? Does it hurt the momentum of the Bucks? No, because you still got three really good players. And that's going to be a problem. And with the slump that the hitter in, they're probably just going to try to get it over with coming uh, tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. But, yeah, he have not been well. When you're getting blown out by 30 points before the, half, uh, before the end of the half, going into halftime, going to those depressing locker rooms, unless you're the Bucks, that's bad, and that's upsetting. And that's real upsetting to me. But the Heat, who went to the NBA Finals last season... Against the Lakers, lost that. They're going to be having a sad exit. Here, I predicted a sweep, and this is what's happening exactly. And no matter how much you say, oh, Jimmy Bucket scored 30 points, 20 points a game, it doesn't matter. If you're a team, if you're a team impactor, if you're one of those players that's not just stuffing the stats because you're losing by 30 or 20 or how much, a loss is a loss. And you're supposed to wake up your team, especially when you have the nickname of being of, of an impactor, of being Jimmy Bucket, of having all these great things said about you, and then you just snap it all away, right? 
Bam out bio. Um, I'm very disappointed. Yeah, um, I'm not. Yeah, just this whole entire team I'm not happy with. Um, originally I thought the Bucks were gonna have a hard time facing the Heat, but now more and more as I'm looking at it, now the Heat are not being exposed for who they really are. Just a bunch of a stat stuffers that can't really win games in the postseason. That's how I feel about them, and that's how they've been transitioning. And if I'm wrong, please tell me now. But here's saying the Heat aren't going to win the next four. Sorry or not. And come 10.30 tomorrow, come 2, 3 o'clock Arizona time, when their faces are just completely um, depressed and saddened because they couldn't win game four and you got swept by the Bucks. That's going to be a miserable ride uh, back to the arena or home, wherever you guys are going. And that's going to say, wow, we just got swept in the first round. And hopefully that wakes some people up. That this shakes some life back into them. That they're having this realization shock. And that there needs to be something done. Because I hope they weren't counting on Andrew Iguodala. Even though Max Kellerman would take him over Stephen Curry. Um... So we know tomorrow, come 3 p.m., all fans are going to be upset because the Heat are going home and the Bucks are going to be going. Uh, Mike Bloomholzer and his team will be going on to second round and their parade may be cut short because talking about sweeps and really bad teams that can't pull together in the postseason. We have Celtics against the Nets. The Nets are 2-0 right now. They have a matchup scheduled today for 5.30 p.m. Arizona time. Uh, yeah, so Nets. They're in TD Gardens right now. They're getting ready. TD Gardens matching up with Celtics. What's going to happen in Boston? They're, I don't know. Could Boston pull it away? I don't think so. I know everybody wants to say negative things about Boston, that maybe something could happen, something's going to break out. Here's the thing. Here's how I'm looking at it. Truthfully, Nets are still going to get to sweep. Jace Tam's a great player. Uh, Campbell Walker's been off. Uh, you had the likes of uh, Jalen Brown. He's a good player. Jason Tam's been good, but has not been showing that um, just showing those feats of excitement and greatness, just to put it that way, and skill set of what he was doing in the playing tournament. You know where he dropped 50 points in the playing tournament, called it nothing, and just kept on moving? Yeah, that's coming back to him now. Wow. I saw Brad Stevenson's team would have been something more. Just a little. Just a little, because I'm not saying it has to be the most upsetting thing ever this season. But still, to go into the playing tournament, the battle, now you're looking at something that's desperately wrong. Why? Kemba Walker's the issue. I'm just going to be that cutthroat about, that dry about it. Why? Kemba's leaving after this season. Kemba did nothing. He was just injured. He was just injured. He still was injured. That's all. He, he really didn't produce anything. He's not the point guard. He's not anything. His prime is up. His prime is when he was with the Hornets. 
That was it. And it's frustrating because Brad Stevens is a good head coach. If he wasn't, Indiana wouldn't have offered him seven years, $70 million. They turned down to help the culture of winning for the Celtics. Jason Tam's a great player. He's been that way since getting drafted. Looked really well in Duke. I uh, believe that's his college. Um, or was it Kentucky? It was one of the two. I can't remember. Forget college. I'm not very good with college names. But then you have Jalen Brown. He's not a stupid Sarmento. But he's good, great material. He's one of those players that can help. He's one of those players that can be the Robin and Jason Tatum. But we need a point guard. We need someone better than Kemba Walker. He's no longer the guy we thought he was. He's no longer the guy we thought he was when Charlotte didn't want him anymore. No. Charlotte actually made the right move in getting rid of Kemba. Charlotte made the right move saying no more. No mas with uh, Kemba. And that proved very, very well. So, oh yeah, we're going to TD Gardens. Now, when they complete the sweep, they'll be in TD Gardens. And Kyrie, James, and KD will begin booed everywhere when they complete the sweep. And that's just not going me off going brackets or me going off of feelings. I'm just looking at game by game. You can't be getting blown out every game. And you can't be putting the same production in. You're just not creating more new results. It's the same old stuff that's killing you. Your bench has not been helping. Nothing's been helping. And it's just very frustrating because when you look on paper, this Celtics team should be great. Kemba should be great. Tatum should be great. Brown should be great. Um, Tyson, whoever they have as their center, should be great. This team with Brad Stevens on paper should be great. Should not be getting pulled. Now should have put up some chance. And I get it. This is the uh, what people call the big free of the Nets with Steve Nash. And Amari Stoudemire's coaching staff and everything else. But please, this this is not how I saw it was going to go. But it is the big friend I see. And I'm, I apologize for that mini rant, but I thought the Celtics would have been something more. And I thought the Nets would have had a tougher road. But since you're going to be getting swept, or even if they don't get swept, my eyes are 4 0, 4 1. 4-2, it doesn't matter. 4-3, the Nets are going to come out as the victor, the party that wins, correct? And we're going to see the Bucks against the Nets in the second round. Which, if you check my bracket, I have the Nets winning in Game 7 almost every single time. 9 out of 10 times, they're going to win that Game 7. So, that's where we'll be at. With that, and that's very many, many blowouts are happening, many sweeps are happening, many teams get swept. Have you noticed that you can't blame on COVID, you can't blame it on injuries? Well, okay, you can blame it on injuries, but you can't blame it on fans. It's just still take the Celtics, really, take um, take the Heat, really, um, pen and paper. The Heat should have been something this season. And they are. It's not good in the playoffs. I think they got lucky. I think Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley's team got lucky. Last year in the NBA bubble. Majority of the teams that were in the NBA bubble got lucky, right? 
It's just now, where do you go from here? Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of head scratching and a lot of determination, a lot of reconsideration of what's happening and who should be leading that team. Not from a coaching perspective, not on the coaching staff, but from the player perspective. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much it because we know what the Celtics next series is going to be or what the Bucks Heat series is going to be. We're now looking at one year things, 76ers against Wizards. I fear that's going to be a, swept, a sweep too. The Wizards are going to get swept or we're going to win one game. That's my brackets. That's how I feel. Because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris have been pulling a show while Russell Westbrook and Joel and Bradley Beal have been very, very disappointed and have been trying to trump something but just can't. And it's coming to roads of disappointment and blowout games. Right? And, and a lot of this time in the pause, we've been seeing blown out games where in the first half, second half, Final, it doesn't matter. It seems like once a team gets on, they're just going. The only other time I saw something actually competitive was the Knicks Hawks game. Both of those games, very competitive, very fun. I enjoyed them. Look, this is not going to be easy, and I get it. I get it. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting all close games, but especially with the teams that. I'm sorry, that was. um that were expected to do good, that was not, but teams expected to do bad, actually are improving, like the Grizzlies, like the Jazz, like, um, uh, who else could have been there? Like the Bucks. I had my very low standards. Like the Hawks, like the Knicks. I want to see the Knicks succeed. I want to see the Hawks succeed. I wouldn't mind having, like, all these teams succeed it's just poor showing right now. But here's oh, here's also an air sweep that could happen. Mavericks Clippers. That's an air sweep. That's going to be an air sweep. Mavericks are pulling together a sweep against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, and Patrick Beverly. And that's just been ran by Luka Doncic um, and Kristaps Porzingis. That's just two best players. One's a superstar, one's injury-riddled, but still good. And that's pretty much it. That's why I want to get off my chest today. I wanted to talk about all the blows that happened. The Phoenix Suns collapse, you can maybe be able to call it. But you really never had a dynasty regime or anything like that. They put in like, those terms right. But it's, it's, it's heartbreaking sometimes. Even looking at Nuggets Trailblazers. That was a very fun and close uh, series, but some are blowouts. Some are like, eh, wow, how do we get that? But Denver's finally realizing that Portland doesn't play any defense, and Jokic and Gordon and, MP- and Michael Porter Jr. are just capitalizing on that. And they're right now they're leading the series 2-1, to one, and I can't wait. Okay, real quick. Um, just because I want to get to this, um, so today's games are going to be Knicks against Hawks at 4 p.m. Arizona time, and then Nets against Celtics, 5.30 p.m. today, then Clippers against Mavericks, 6.30 p.m. today. Also, real quick, just because I forgot to get to the awards last video, which was an hour and 21 minutes 
of really good content, like really good content of puff practice and whatnot. But I wanted to congratulate both Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson. Those at this time being recorded at 12.30 p.m. have won those awards. I mean, no other award winners have been now. But Jordan Clarkson won Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, Julius Randle won Most Improved Player, both of which rightly deserved. Joe Ingles came in second, and then Derek Rose came in third for the Sixth Man of the Year award. And then Julius Randle came in first. And then Jeremiah, uh, uh, Jeremy Grant, Jeremiah Grant, however you say his name, came in second. Well, there was no third place because Jeremy Grant got two votes and Joe, uh, Julius Randle got 98. And there's two people that picked those votes. Why? Grant was not that good this season. He was fine, but not most improved player of the year type like material. And we almost had a nominous uh, call, nominous vote on that, where everybody agreed on it. But still, 90 out of 100 votes to grain for Joyce Randall, that's a huge deal. And that's one that should excite everyone, especially for New York Knicks culture and team, because he had not won anything since Ewing and Carmel, excuse me, or Carmel Anthony. So that's where we'll be at. That's where we'll be at. Um... Yeah, we have so many good games today. A lot of sweeps are going to happen. A lot of frustration came out in today's video. Just because just the Celtics give me a headache, the Heat give me a headache, and the Suns are giving me a headache. The Wizards, man, they're getting swept, but I didn't expect anything more of them. They are an AFC team, and I think they're just very thankful they were able to make the playoffs and see some good improvement. Now that you got to take the next step forward, or whatever that may be. Okay. Like I said in the beginning of this video, if you guys have stuck all the way through, which I really do appreciate, I wanted to get to uh, social media real quick because we did not do it in the beginning of the video, but we did talk about the exclusive content, which remember, $3 a month, first month, 99 cents only, perfect deal. We don't round up, we don't round down strictly at 99 cents unless you're charged tax, right? But... Remember, you guys get four exclusive content articles. You guys get four personalized coupons, what you like, email reminders, newsletters. On Friday morning, you'll get the top products of the weekend and more coupon discounts. And on Sunday morning, you'll get the main uh, content article, which is the exclusive one, then the two sub articles of which are great content fillers and things that people normally don't find. Plus, you'll see more coupons there. You'll actually see all of our social media handles and everything else. Also, if you want to find us everywhere, uh, if you don't want to remember all of our uh, social media uh, handles, who wants to? I can't even keep track of all of them. I forget most of them um, just because of so much. So if you want to do that, just look, of course, a heat uh, one, with one word. One word, course here, all one word. Type that in Google, and you'll see our website, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and different things like that. And if you, I mean, real quick, you can find everything that you want besides social media on the mothership, which is courtsyheat.com. Now, real quick, if you do want to see our YouTube account, go to youtube.com and just search us in 
the uh, search box because we've just found out that you cannot do youtube.com slash courts of heat. They won't give us that feature yet. We're working on that, but for now, you have to just go to youtube.com, put in courts of heat, and you'll be gold. But for everything else, just put in courts of heat there after dot com slash then courts of heat. Perfect. Besides Instagram, Instagram's courts of heat um courts of heat NBA. That's our only social media handle that has to have NBA in it. So without further ado, that is it. That's everything from the matchups today, from the matchups on Saturday, and just my feelings on everything from the Phoenix Suns to the erupting Knicks to the poor Celtics. And I'm just using many adjectives, I believe, on all this stuff and all these teams and whatnot. It's really interesting. Remember, if you want to find more of our podcast episodes, you know where to find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and even Google Podcasts for you Android-loving people, for you Apple-loving people, um, for you Spotify-loving people. And also, if you if you want to find really cool highlight content that tops Bleach Report, tops NBA, tops everyone else, again, look on our YouTube account, look on our Daily Motion account, look on our Rumble account, rumble.com slash Courts of Heat. YouTube, you have to go in there, like I said, with a search box, type us in three separate words, Court, then Heat, the Court inside, then Heat. And then for DailyMotion.com, just do DailyMotion.com slash Courts Heat. Or if you're listening on DailyMotion, just subscribe to us. Or if you just want to do the old-fashioned way, put us in the search box. And now as a wrap, this will be on this video we published way before the first game at 4 p.m. Arizona time. Um, as a side note, I will be posting so many Twitter, uh, so many twi- uh, Twitter tweets or just tweets, and Instagram posts, and everything else across every single social media platform, detailing each game, reviewing each game, and just going play-by-play on some of them. So yeah, that's where we'll be. More is about to come on this upcoming Monday. Going to take Saturday and Sunday off from the video. And yeah, we'll be rolling with that as Monday will start off. We'll see if teams have been eliminated, if they held on. Or we'll see how the Suns play. Because if the Suns play really well, we may have we may have a two-two contest coming. Which to me that would be really well, very 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 entertaining if that would happen. So you guys for what uh, watching or listening, depending on which streaming platform you are on currently. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.